What's up, Kingdom Builder? James Ang here. Welcome back to this Bible study. We're going through a five-part series on how to figure out God's purpose for your life, and specifically something that I feel that I've had in my heart on how I can help you and how I can help the world. If you missed part one, go back to uh, my YouTube, and it, all the replays are there as well, too. This will be part two. But yesterday, I talked about how to seek God's purpose for your life, for your business. And today I want to talk about something, and if you'll bear with me, um, it, it's kind of like a birthday message. And it, I want to share a certain story that I feel will help you in discerning what your purpose is. So kind of bear with my own personal story here. So uh, my birthday was March 18th. I'm now a glamorous 34. I don't know what to think about that age. It's kind of one of those weird ages where you're like, okay, cool. And um during that week, we were moving. It was super crazy. And I was asking this question of God, as I'm sure you've probably asked before, too, which is, what's, what's the purpose of my life? You know, if there's one thing that I could do for the rest of my life, what could that be? And thanks for the birthday wishes. And what happens is you ask God for wisdom, as we talked about yesterday. And then you seek in his word and you start reading the Bible. And I got into this interesting passage, and I want to, I wonder what you think about this, right? Like, I'm not trying to make the Bible say anything that it's not saying, but I found it very interesting. And God's word is alive. That's why it's an interesting book. It's literally the author is able to talk to you, and the Holy Spirit's able to bring remembrance to you, things that are in there. But I felt that this passage was so, so powerful for my personal call. And how I want to help you and how I want to help out the world. And I wonder what you think about it. If you've been following me, you know that I've been super huge on building up what's called the Kingdom Builders brand. And I felt that there was a call to help bridge the gap between faith and business. In fact, if you're an entrepreneur, let me know what kind of business that you have in the comments. Right? Like entrepreneurship is great. In fact, I believe entrepreneurship is going to be the greatest ministry in today's marketplace, there needs to be a bridge in that gap of faith and business. And as I've been going through this journey, launching a book all about faith, doing a lot of these Bible studies, landscaping, that's awesome. Um, I fell onto this passage and I thought it was so confirmational. I just want to submit it to you and see what you think about this too. Okay. That is so powerful. And this can happen for you as you ask God for wisdom and as you start seeking his word. You're going to get confirmations. Remember, the primary way that God speaks is not through visions, dreams. It is through his word. He can speak through all the above, but his word is the first place. So I was reading through just the first book of the Bible. Some people ask, where should I start reading? Read the first chapter, right? Read the first chapter. So let's go through this. This is Genesis chapter 14. And what's going on to set up the landscape is Abraham, the the father of many nations, the forefather of the, the, the forefront runner of the faith. He is going out and what happens is he finds out that his nephew, Lot, is kidnapped. And what happens is he is now going against five armies. He's going in against kings. He's going against huge, huge armies. And this is interesting. So Genesis 14, 14, when Abram, this is before he was turned to Abraham, 
When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he led out of his trained men, born into his house, numbering 318, and went and pursued as far as Dan. 318. The Bible is very specific about numbers, right? There's numbers like 7 and 40 and 144,000. Like there's a lot of these interesting uh, numbers that are in there. And what was interesting when I read through this, I read 318. What's interesting about 318? That's my birthday. It happens to be my birthday. Coincidence? I don't know. What do you think, right? Uh, it was interesting. 318 is March 18th. And I read 318 right there. Like there's only one mention of that number, that specific number in the entire Bible. I'm like, God, is this, is this you speaking to me? And I don't want to overdraw what the scripture is saying, but I'm like, that's interesting. So I looked further into 318. Why? Right. As you read the Bible, as you're speaking to God, ask the questions of why. Like God's not, God's not scared about our questions. He wants us to seek, ask, and knock, as Jesus said. And the door will be open to you, right? So I started asking, I'm like, so what's the purpose of this 318? Well, you know what's also interesting about 318? It is, first of all, it does represent that with God, even uh, you think about the movie 300, you know, the Spartan movie, like 318, if 318 can, can totally demolish and totally win over multiple, multiple armies, with God, all things are possible, right? If it's within God's will, so number one thing that I got is definitely have God in our life, have God in our business, and things will be okay even if things look crazy. However, I kept on reading, and this is what was so interesting, is in 3.18, what happened was it talks about how he took back Lot. And actually, if you take a look here, da, 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 in Genesis 15.2, it also says, and it talks about this interesting character named Eliezer. Have you heard of that character before? I'll be honest. When I heard the name Eliezer, I'm like, who's that? Right? So 15.2 says, Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me since I am childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Eliezer was the chief servant. He was the one that led the 318 trained men. In some interpretations, they say that 318 actually was just one guy, was Eliezer. I don't know why. Eliezer, if you actually take in the Hebrew, this is interesting about the language. Hebrew both has like letters, but also each letter represents a number. So interesting enough, if you take the three Hebrew letters that make up Eliezer, it's actually 8 plus 10 plus 300 equals 318. You following me on this? Eliezer's name literally adds up to the number 318. So now we have 318 of trained men. Now we have Eliezer, who also happens to have his name be 318. And I'm like, whoa, interesting. Yeah, Gematria, exactly, right? It's like, interesting. Okay. And I'm like, all right, so are you telling me something, Lord? Are you telling me that I should be paying attention to this Eliezer character for you in your life? You see, God's designed each and every single one of us with certain gifts and talents and opportunities. And we can't, we can't do everything, but we can do the thing that God has set for you. God brought us onto here so that we could do a good work, it says in the New Testament. So I started to meditate on this and pray on this more as well, too. I'm like, all right, we got 318. 
that's my birthday. Okay, we got Eliezer. Okay, Gematria, like his name adds up to 318. Cool. All right. Well, who is this Eliezer? Well, if you read in Genesis chapter 24, maybe you remember this story if you're familiar with the Bible. But Abraham is trying to find his son, his promised child, Isaac, a, um, a, a, a wife. And what happens is in, Abra in uh, Genesis 24, 2, it says this, Abraham said to his servant, he's not named, but it's very, uh, I was looking through many different commentaries, and they all say that this servant was the same Eliezer, the same one that was the leader of the 318 trained men, the same one that was a leader of his household, and um, this guy that has his name that adds up to 318. And basically, Abraham has him swear to go find Isaac a wife. And if you follow in the rest of the story in Genesis, you see that the servant goes out, the servant meets, um, goes up to this well where um, you can get water from. And the servant prays to God and the servant's like, hey, if this, whoever comes out to the well, if they say that, hey, can I feed your camels with water, then this is going to be the wife for Isaac. So this was interesting because as I started to think about this further, pray upon this further, once again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I hope I'm not going too off the deep end. I hope I'm not over reading into scripture or anything. But I was praying like the Bible's able to speak to you, right? So I'm like 318, what are the odds it's my birthday? Eliezer, okay, what are the odds that his name adds up to 318? And then what does he do? Well, he is meant, his purpose was to prepare the bride for the bridegroom. To prepare the bride for the bridegroom. And what if? And this is just what I'm interpreting it as. This is what I think God is speaking to me through this about. And I hope as I'm going through this journey with you too, is you can meditate on your purpose. You can meditate on your call. You can meditate on your, your calling as well too. I said, okay, God, what if you're saying that I'm supposed to be like an Eliezer? I'm supposed to prepare the bride for the bridegroom. And if you know Bible terminology, who is the bride and who is the bridegroom? Pop quiz. The bride is the church. The bridegroom is Jesus. So what if I'm supposed to be the Eliezer that prepares the church for Jesus? And I started to think about this. I'm like, it, it, it confirms the things that I've been going down. I didn't know the bride is Israel. Yeah, in, in the New Testament, it says in the bride is Jesus himself. And what does that even look like? Is I believe that a part of my call, and actually a part of all of our calls, is to help equip other people in the church to be able to make sure that their lives are prepared for Jesus. That I can help people to be to develop their gifts, their talents. I can help you to be able to unleash your God-called gifts. I can help you in your businesses because I believe that's a very good way to be able to worship the Lord through our work. Through your businesses to equip you 
the kingdom builder so that your business, your life can be what the Bible calls a pleasing aroma to God. Being saved is one thing. So those that are in the church, right? If you're in the church, you accepted Jesus as Lord, you're saved. Great. For those that are not saved yet, that's something to consider, right? That's another conversation. But for those that are, are I believe there's a very big thing that we need to understand. I had a great conversation yesterday. I ran a podcast called the Kingdom Builders Podcast. And um, I had on with me Kevin Mullins. He's known as the Kingdom Millionaire Creator. And he said that there's kind of two major viewpoints on how the Christian life is. One is an escapism, which is I'm saved. Let me just wait until eternity and life's going to be good. The other is kingdom living. Kingdom is let thy will in heaven be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That the kingdom living, the kingdom purpose is to have us to be able to daily in our lives right now, in our businesses right now, in our work right now, our finances right now, to be able to carry the culture of the kingdom in what we're doing right now. And I believe there's been a big disconnect. And I believe as I was meditating and I was asking God, like, what's the purpose of my life? And as I'm going through these interesting scriptures here, I believe God was saying, be an Eliezer to the nations, be an Eliezer to this generation, prepare the bride for the bridegroom, prepare the people for when Jesus comes and not just to, to be saved, they're already saved, but to prepare them so that they can be unleashing their fullest potentials so that they can know God's call in their life. They can be able to redeem all the promises that he has for our lives or businesses. There's a lot of promises that the Bible gives that if we follow principles, that if we follow can yield fruit in our life, can yield success, can yield even prosperity, right? It says in Joshua verse 1, 1, 8, do not let the word of the Lord, do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on day and night. Be sure to do according to everything that is written in it and you will make your way successful. You will make your way prosperous. So I believe as we're going through this, and I wonder what you think once again. I don't want to sound like some weirdo or anything, but I was, I've been meditating on it. And the biblical secret of 318, it just seemed like something so interesting. So Genesis 14 talks about 318 men going out and, and grabbing back Lot. Genesis 15.2 then brings on this character named, um, uh, oh my gosh. His name is so Eliezer that also adds up to 318. And then in Genesis 24, it talks about Eliezer's main purpose, which is preparing a bride for Isaac, who ended up being Rebecca for Isaac, but symbolically to prepare the church for Jesus himself as well too. So that's why I believe that my goal, my mission is to help the faith-based entrepreneur to be able to succeed, to be able to prosper so that ultimately you can uncover those gifts and talents that each and every single one of us have been. And also that that is the best way to be able to elevate God's kingdom through what it is that has been called on you to be able to do in your life. The bride means for Jesus. So my goal is to help you through my lives, through my content, through these studies, 
through everything that I'm doing is that if you're following, that you will be equipped. If you're following, my mission is to be able to disciple you. If you're following, my goal is to be able to unpack these biblical truths in a very sound way so that we can apply the secrets that the Bible gives. And if we do that over the course of time, I believe that when we meet Jesus, wherever and whenever that is, that he will come up to you and he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's the best compliment that anyone can get in the world. So I hope this was encouraging. I hope this was interesting. If it was, like this, comment, share this. And also, if you missed this or you want to catch the other ones, subscribe to my YouTube because of this, plus a lot of others as well, too. This is part two of five of how to build your business so it elevates God's kingdom. So if you missed yesterday's, catch that. And the next couple of days, we'll wrap up the series as well, too. But so appreciate you for being on. If you like more cool information like this, check in the caption, by the way. I, uh, I have a book that I just launched called The Miraculous Breakthrough Formula. It talks about some biblical principles that will really help you to just really seek God's presence and have his presence in your life. And if you have God on your side, miracles can happen because that's who God is. So other than that, thanks for being on. We'll see you on the next one.